Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. September 15th, 2017, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating a site with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. You can use their incredible templates and customize them however you want, all without a single plugin. Squarespace is also trusted by hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners around the world because of their powerful commerce tools. You can track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails in one intuitive interface. And if you ever need help, Squarespace offers 24-7 customer support. Uh, we use Squarespace. I like Squarespace. I'm being, I, I'm being quiet because someone on Twitter said, I want to see how long we can go without them interrupting. And I'm just like, and well... And we're at 38 <laughs> seconds. And how boring was that for you? Great job, uh, great job Eddie. Like you five, you, you have, made it less, literally less than a minute. Right. I had five jokes queued up and then I just put them away because apparently they just like to hear Cameron do a nice cold read of <laughs> a Squarespace ad. <laughs> well, last week, your interruptions did get us down the road toward the uh, dry ice, which is potions. Right. right. You're, you're um, yeah. People wonder what I add to the show. It's that. I just wreck it all. <laughs> it wasn't long before we were uh, discussing the the ethics of cannibalism. We were yeah. we were discussing the idea of uh, you know getting the you just walked in the podcast studio a little behind the a little That's behind right. the curtain right now right. you just walked in and we start recording right away. Right. We were all here ready to go. And we thought, well, do we just start? And and I could get a read in. I right. could get the intros done without him. Yeah, and maybe get a clean one in the can. And then he can just come when he comes. I'm going to just say this: the proof is in the pudding because this the the advertisers keep coming back. <laughs> That's so true. We're doing something right. <laughs> right now, Squarespace <laughs> is offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal. You can start your free trial today at squarespace.com and then enter offer code relevant to get 10 percent off your first purchase. It's worth it. You'll like it. Go do it. Squarespace, set your website apart. Well, like I said, I'm your host, Cameron. Here with me in our makeshift temporary Orlando studio, Eddie Big Cat Coffold. You know, I just don't want to talk. Over there on the ones and twos, our (laughs) illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And joining us this week from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, guys. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to The Lone Bellow, um, uh, one of my favorite groups. They have a brand new album called Walk Into a Storm, which releases today. Too soon. We also have a game coming up with some readers or some listeners are going to join us for a game called Before You Buy a $1,000 iPhone. Yeah, too soon. That's coming up later. (laughs) Very timely. (laughs) Walk Into a Storm, timely theme. This is the first time, guys, we've chatted since Hurricane Irma. Did they write this album for you guys? Like, how did they know? They just up the release. up the release. Yeah. As soon yeah, as they saw that peak hurricane season was September, they thought, we got to get this out there. Oh, yeah. We got, yeah, we got Harvey, Irma, and Jose coming down the pipe. I mean, it's like... This is- it, was, it, was, it was really an SEO decision because, you know, they knew a lot of people were going to be looking for videos of people walking into a storm. Like, uh, you know, when I was watching the Weather Channel, that seemed to be the extent of hurricane coverage this year. 
yeah. was, you know, like I, I was unaffected by the storms. But whenever I, I tuned in, particularly this weekend when uh, Irma was hitting Florida, I wanted to see how all you guys were doing. So I, I would tune into the Weather Channel and every, every like around the clock, it was people just walking into the wind to show to demonstrate how strong the wind was. It was well, pretty so, impressive so coverage. Zach Williams is watching all that coverage and he's thinking, missed opportunity. I mean, you got Taylor Swift with college football. Zach Williams wanted to be the soundtrack of the Weather Channel storm coverage. Yeah. So walk into a storm is coming out today. I, I wonder, though, in honesty, if Lone Bello had to just take a second and go, do we have to rename this? Is it like too soon? Like, yeah. no, I think we're fine. Like, but they had to have thought about it. They had to have. Right. The, yeah. like the lawyers first must have been like, could we at least make it drive into a storm or drive out of a storm? Would that change the album that much? Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I, uh, from the storm. I, I, I had Cohen during Hurricane Irma. It hit yeah. Orlando around 2 a.m. Yeah. at peak, but it was like, you know, eight hours on either side of that. You yeah. Know. But uh, oh, we definitely walked into the storm. I it mean, was, it was terrifying. Yeah, we need to make we need to make memories. So <laughs> I took my seven year old out into oh, the no. storm, oh, and yeah. we ran around and um, saw things flying around and oh, made some memories. You got to do that. You got to. Everybody walks out live on the it. edge a little bit. Yeah. If Zach Williams <laughs> has taught us anything, you've got to walk into the storm. That's literally what he has taught me. <laughs> That's the like, message of the album that yeah. in the interview you'll hear. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but he is recommending you walk into a storm. Um, did I mean, your house looks fine. You got we were completely unaffected, dude. It was crazy. Like yeah. we didn't lose power. Uh, walked out outside afterwards and all the trees were there and mm. I, I literally just had a nice lovely evening. Uh, Cohen went to bed. I, I, I need you to be quiet. Right I now. watched La La Land <laughs> oh, and then gosh. and then to kind of purge after La La Land. I, I watched the Godfather trilogy and uh, ran around outside and posted updates for it's people. Like 11 hours of TV, man. <laughs> oh, no, it was wasn't really anything <laughs> else to story. do. Right. I, I expected that the power would go out at some point. So I wanted to kind of like fill up on entertainment before yeah. the power went out yeah. and it just never did. So I kept watching. Conversely, we lost power at eight o'clock and still don't have it. Come yeah, on. It was like nine. Yeah, we still me. don't have power. And oh, we had this is days later that we're recording this days, days later. later. So yeah, 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 like what day is it right now? It's Wednesday, Wednesday today. Yeah, so it's Wednesday. The storm came. I'm like Sunday night. I'm really out of it. So Sunday night, the storm came out of. Yeah, so Sunday night. So we haven't had power since that night. We haven't had no internet, no no wireless. So even if wireless is on in some places, there's no internet. Yeah, and yeah. then we walk outside. Well, during the storm not fun we hear this huge bang yeah and we're like get the kids so we all huddle into the like the middle hallway and they're just like huddled up a huge tree fell on like right above my daughter's head wow. like not, not, Come not, on. not, not oh. didn't go through the wow. house but like it took a turn and it's just it was resting on the roof wow. and when we walk out front another huge tree from across the street is like literally sitting up against our front window so i felt like really grateful that's crazy but it was yeah. like not it was crazy town. Yeah, it so was scary. Wind cutting trees for a couple of days. Wow. Still wow. no power. So let, let me ask you this, Eddie. Or have you been showering? Like are you just doing the cold showers? Well, yeah. So my brother my brother has power. So we've been going over to their house and like, you know John David was doing the Chris Farley, the maniac. maniac. <laughs> yeah, that's how he was showering. <laughs> Sometimes you do that. So it's been uh yeah, it has been no fun, but also, I mean, compared to the rest of like the people of the south of us. Yeah. yeah. Like the keys are just 
gone. The Virgin Islands are just... Yeah, the Caribbean's gone. Actually, they were just getting into the Keys last night, and most of the structures are... Mm-hmm. Most of them are okay in the yeah, Keys. But, yeah. I mean, all infrastructure's gone and power and food. Conversely, and, your house has been a little too chilly. It's just, just a little just too a chilly. Little touch, <laughs> a little touch too cold. Well, that night, again, that night, I, I, I expected the power to go out at some point, so I freezed the house out. Right. So I wanted to make right. it cold so then right. when I could last... You know, right. however long it never went out. Right. So I'm this going to bed. I'm chilly. And all yeah. my updates, right. I was in like thick hoodies. Right. HelloFresh <laughs> actually sent you a few extra boxes <laughs> on accident <laughs> because UPS never stops running That's in right. your area. Yeah. It it's just wonderful. been a really nice time for you. It really has been a time of solitude, reflection. Yeah. I um, haven't shaved in a couple days. Um, sunburnt. I'm very dirty. My my uh, my rear neighbor. None of this neighborhood lost power because we have ba- buried power lines. But my I I, too, we but... went outside. My my rear neighbor uh, had left his Tesla on the street, and uh, two trees mm. fell on top of it. That is wow. a, such a baffling decision because I've seen your neighbor's house, and I've seen him pull the Tesla into the garage. I only say that to to say he has room to park it inside. Yet he has not only a car that's very expensive, but a very expensive car that it's difficult to own. There's yeah. like a waiting list for those things yeah. and he parks it outside yeah. under a tree in a hurricane it's well, the, a, I was a very fun, curious the decision. funny thing was i mean funny i feel sorry for him but i mean the funny thing was we didn't lose trees around here so there was only like two trees that fell and they fell both on top of his car like they just wow it's almost if god was doing a little smiting the homeless <laughs> Do something with your money. Cameron, I have another theory, and because I don't know your neighbor personally. I yeah. mean, I, I've waved to him, but uh, <laughs> I just know myself, and I've thought of a lot of ways, like, if I had no, it, like, it, like ethical or moral issues with right. it, could I could I pull off crimes and, and enrich myself? <laughs> this smells to me of insurance fraud. <laughs> he's like, he's like, look, Look, I got this car. I've got a couple years of use out of it. It, it, it. I got a big. I got a big policy on it. It's a Tesla, man, and he's going to go park it between two trees, right in a hundred mile an hour storm. Yeah. If if he came up this week and he was driving like the new model, like the Model X or whatever, yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, insurance, you know, it's totaled, totaled, j- yeah. just my luck, oh, just no. my luck. I'm just saying, it's the perfect crime. It's the perfect crime. He's been waiting for that storm. <laughs> the problem was, and his fatal mistake was that where the trees, you know, fell, yeah. there's just perfect chainsaw cut yeah, exactly. marks. <laughs> like it couldn't have been more clear. Like he still has the metal chain on it from pulling him over. Yeah, it's- but but his excuse was like, look, I, you know, I was, <laughs> I was trying to do the smart thing and and trim these bad boys before the storm came. Wouldn't you know, winds picked up right when I had about yeah. four, uh, three quarters of it done. I just had, I had to get inside. I had to be safe. I had no time to park the car. Yeah, one I'll, tell, I'll tell you, yesterday and the day before, I was driving around uh went to go check on our office went to go check on some other yeah. properties and and you know it really is jarring to traverse the city and see so many major roads oh, yeah. yes. like shut down uh trees and lo- i mean i i don't know how long the cleanup and again or central florida was not hit that hard i mean we were hit by a hurricane yeah. but uh it covered the entire state but 
but they're far well, we don't worse have as damage. much flooding and storm surges right. and stuff. It's right. trees and power. Right. But, yeah. but I mean, like just the trees that are down, because yeah. there's a lot of trees in Florida, if you've ever been here, uh, you know, you lose a quarter of them. And these are big oaks big. and huge things, and they fall over a road. It's going to take a while to clean all that up. And for those, you know, even just this area to get back to normal. I, I was, when I went uh, downtown to check on the office, the, um, it was like this weird, eerie emptiness, this post-apocalyptic kind of like, like nobody was out, but things were kind of open. Mm. A few things were open. Dude, yesterday, this is how much the storm has impacted me. I had to eat lunch at Burger King. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My choice. So sorry. The Chick-fil-A line was so long. Right. I had hey, to go Cameron, down the Cameron. block. Did you get chicken fries? No, I told you I get the chicken fries. <laughs> no, here's what I actually. Here's what happened. I ordered a double Dude, cheeseburger. French fries a, full of chicken. <laughs> I ordered a double cheeseburger and a, and a diet coke. Yeah, just a clean, simple order. I get up there. It's eleven dollars. And they handed me a Whopper and stuff. This, this is why you don't go to Burger King. They right. can't even like get an order right. right. And it was a whole to do. Man, I'm so sorry. For yeah, your I know. Loss. Yeah, that, it was really kind of tough. I had for di- for dinner yesterday. I had uh, ch- uh, cheese rice cakes. Is that that's not a food? That's what hasn't gone bad. That's packing material, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, you know when he says snacks. cheese rice cakes that it got so desperate that Eddie actually ate pieces of styrofoam that he put like <laughs> shakeable Parmesan cheese on. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah. The only nutrition he had is in the form of Parmesan cheese, which he threw on packing peanuts and, and mm-hmm. consumed. I'm really sorry, man. Oh, yeah, we'll make it. You know, it's been... You're making memories. I suppose that's a way of looking that's, that's at it. Way. <laughs> very, very bad ones, but yeah. memories. Very, very, very bad. Hey, I mean, it, it's okay, context. You know, it's like you can't... It's like you can't really be happy unless you've experienced sadness to, to understand mm. and appreciate the happiness, right? Nice. So like even your girls, like remember the time the tree almost fell on oh, you? Well, for kids, <laughs> oh, no. for kids, it rules because it's all just like, oh, we're going to go stay at our cousin's house for yeah. two days and just eat junk. Yeah, this is pretty sleepovers. Meanwhile, dad's protect, protecting the house from looters, <laughs> starving to death and subsisting <laughs> on nothing but packing oh. peanuts and what little, little yeah. Parmesan cheese left. I, I noticed this morning, uh, my lawn guy came this morning, so yeah. Yeah, the city's coming back to life. I was wondering, so I, I got a, I found out yesterday, I got a call from my parents. They are going down to their, taking their annual trip to their, have their, their timeshare in Orlando, which is out in, uh, out in your SeaWorld, I guess. Is there, is Orlando going to be like up and ready for their vacation by this time next week? Oh, oh yeah. God, I yeah. hope so. Oh, yeah. yeah I've yeah. been super worried about them. I really do care. Say, says says the guy whose dinner last night was the, 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 the a, a, a little capsule of oregano that he found in the spice rack. <laughs> That's all there was left in the house. He's eating. He had to eat the spice rack. That's all that was Eddie, left. Eddie went from depicting this like the road, like Viggo Mortensen pushing a shopping cart with a yeah. little kid in it down yeah. the road. To like, oh, by this time next week, it's pr- they're probably going to be they're, they're going to be like eating grapes out of the bathtub. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think your parents will be fine. It was an interesting few days. Just you know, obviously CNN was like broadcasting from Miami from like Wednesday on. Yeah. It was just like I think obviously the devastation of Harvey got everybody on high alert. Yes. you know, hurricanes. It's just very different mm-hmm. of what happened in in. Houston than here because Houston, uh, somebody once described as a 
concrete jungle built on top of a swamp. Yeah. And so it was already floodplains yeah. for a majority of the country. Kind of all those rivers kind of went down into that region. Mm-hmm. And then it's the fourth largest, soon to be third largest city in America. And it's just covered in concrete. There's nowhere for the water to go that naturally would be there. And so the devastation that happened in Houston was really a lot of it was man caused. If you have to take an intense hit from a hurricane, Orlando is one of the better places. That's right. We have the infrastructure for it. We're We're inland. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really joking aside. I, it is really rough out still in Houston and just south of us and places in the Caribbean. Oh, I mean, well, the, you know, the Caribbean, what we saw, I mean, the building codes aren't up to the U S standards, obviously yeah. even back in 92 hurricane Andrew, which devastated Homestead, Miami area, uh, worst storm that ever hit right. Florida changed our building codes. So like yeah. all the, you know, modern growth and stuff like that can withstand these things are, yeah. Our infrastructure largely is built for it. And so we we were able to recover pretty quickly, mm-hmm. except for Eddie. Eddie's neighborhood. <laughs> Eddie's neighborhood is the <laughs> one exception <laughs> for the metro area. It's my, it's my block. It's my block. It's it. They're doing a whole fundraiser. Martial law. You guys are just <laughs> Lord of the Flies <laughs> over there. Eddie's yeah. now president of his neighborhood. Yeah. And there's a whole governance system in place now that I can't. I didn't fully get into, but it has. Uh, Jesse's been very informative in yeah. kind of getting that well, I to, I, Eddie, not only has he been using the chainsaw to clear the trees, but it's also his primary <laughs> means of taking power in the neighborhood. I mean, <laughs> no one's going to mess with a guy with a chainsaw. Yeah. He's the only one who has one. So, you know. See, see uh, conversely, in my neighborhood, uh, chainsaws are, are acts of kindness. Uh, my neighbor, uh, I, did have, I did have devastation, a bush on the side of the house that was uh, on the line between my, me and my neighbor's house. Yeah. fell over toward the neighbor's house. Oh. He cleaned it up, chopped it down, dragged it out to the street for nice. me, and then noticed that I had a branch that had broken in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to go in my backyard for me, but left his chainsaw on my porch for me. Conversely, oh, nice. I have been trying to figure out how to borrow a chainsaw for the better part of three days and finally got my neighbor's six-inch pole saw yesterday and it broke all day long. So I'd say we're living about the same life. <laughs> I have an extra free chainsaw in my hall if you would like to take it home with you. I, I, I can't, think can't, I Eddie's to. Cameron's neighborhood has just been handing out chainsaws. I don't know if you heard. I mean, it's, I mean, it's almost too, they, they were like, listen, we over-prepared. We got a bunch of free chainsaws. So, I mean, we understand that most most people in the neighborhood are inside the AC catching up on some TV shows because mm-hmm. the whole city shut down and just kind of just really using this time to relax yeah, and stuff. Right. So we're going to we're door to door with these chainsaws, but uh, we were just going to throw them in the garbage, but you might as well take the one, weather so. was lovely the day after the storm. Tico and I went swimming. It was oh, just beautiful. a beautiful day. It's very nice. Nice day off. Can't go swimming uh, in our pool yeah, because of the logs full of logs and palmetto <laughs> leaves. And then you have to shock the pool because it changes Wild all the animals. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Do you have like home damage though? Like your, that tree that landed on your. Yeah, we'll have the water can't come in the roof. That's good. But we've got some roof issues that we'll have to fix. Yeah. Oh, you know. What are you going to do? Oh, that's rough because they were actually Cameron's neighborhood was handing out roofing supplies, like extra <laughs> shingles. Like it's, I mean, really people yeah. were just walking Home around Depot, our roofs. Our just, local yeah. Home Depot had too much stuff. Right. So they just were going door to door. Hey, need anything? Right. People yeah. have just started to do chainsaw carvings out in the park because they just don't know what to do with the time. So they purposefully cut down trees yeah. and are just making like little bears and little yeah. things that they're going to sell. By yeah, the I mean, they're using the roofing supplies to just cut up with the chainsaws and make some really cool ornaments for Cameron and his neighbors. But uh, it's yeah. tough to hear what's happening in your neck of the woods, man. I mean, that's gonna a real... The chainsaws are going to make me for like stocking stuffers at Christmas. Yeah. Like, cool, and guess what? <laughs> Three new chainsaws, little buddy. <laughs> they run, 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 run like uh, snow machines and there's just like ice 
water everywhere yeah. and it's just cold and fun and kids are playing in it yeah do really? you, but do you have like because we had like an ice cream truck go around the neighborhood yesterday yeah. I, well they can't because of all the trees that are right down the, <laughs> the <laughs> they alligators can't, and they can't go around through our road all right well <laughs> it's time for our look back at what happened while eddie was without power this week in culture and entertainment yeah it's time for in case you missed it actually in case you missed it you probably did miss all oh, of this eddie probably so here you go. What is this it is for you? Yep. Uh, hey, in case you missed it, this week Browns players, Cleveland Browns, uh, linked arms with police officers before their game during the national anthem. Uh, during the preseason, members of the Browns gained national attention when they all kneeled together in prayer before a game during the national anthem. Uh, you know, people were upset about the protest and stuff. Well, following the game, uh, linebacker Christian Kirksey told reporters, we were saying a prayer. If anyone was wondering what was going on, we were saying a prayer. We were praying over the country, praying over things that's going on. However, the demonstrations have been controversial. Earlier this week, Cleveland's police union said they would protest the pregame flag ceremony entirely and called the players who kneeled in prayer disrespectful. But on Sunday, before the team's home opener, uh, the players created their own show of unity as they ran out of the tunnel onto the field. They were joined by police officers, members of the military, and first responders who all linked arms together during the national anthem. So there you go. That was nice. I got to say, if you really want to do something controversial, I think people should start protesting during the halftime of the game. So like the old people are running out doing like the dance or whatever they do. Yeah. And you're just the lone football player kneeling on the sideline. Because wait, 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 hang on, hold on. The old people are running out to do the dance or whatever they do. What games are you going? To? <laughs> you know how they have the halftime, the halftime show, and it's like the local senior center, and it's very cute and endearing. Hold on, I actually really do think this is a uh, oh, yeah. Orlando exclusive. No, uh, honestly. Oh, yeah. Orlando Magic is always referring to is sometimes yeah. during a timeout, yeah. like every fifth or sixth game, right. to be funny, right. we have the Magic Silver no, no, Stars. No, 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 no. It's, For you, it's to be funny. No, For no, no. The, it's, always, it's always funny. They, they're but, taking but, but it very seriously. But you're saying the Silver Stars aren't in on the joke, Eddie. No, 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 no. They are no. totally in on the joke because no. the Silver Stars is from like lo- local retirees and they yep. do their little routine, but they always do this like nice little dance routine right. and then two-thirds of the way through yeah. their little dance routine, they'll put on like Miami Boot bass music normal, and they'll dance and they'll dance music. all raunchy and right, stuff and right. the crowd goes crazy right. they're totally in on it i'm just saying if you really want to cause a stir at this point protest during that right because everybody's expecting you to kneel during the national anthem or lock arms with you know police officers or whatnot gotcha that's it. That's my big stance. I think I was going to say that's uh, just one. That's one sizzling hot take. <laughs> hey man, I'm doing, the, I'm doing the best I can. Getting about three hours of sleep a night. My whole body oh. hurts because of just all the sweating. All the sweating. <laughs> just laying there in a pool of sweat, just unable, stagnant air, unable sh- to breathe. The sweating and the fear. The fear, the fear of the looters because you, you, you hear them milling around outside. What, right. and you just, so you do you wake up like every hour and just rev the chainsaw just to right. let them know like, just to the chainsaw guy lives here. Right. You're at the president's <laughs> home. <laughs> this isn't where this is going to happen. They're just going to mill around. Yeah. They're, they're like <laughs> sniffing around for anybody with extra spices and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, who has any oregano left? <laughs> uh, in case you missed it, uh, Kristen Bell performed Frozen songs in an Orlando hurricane shelter. She was in uh, Orlando this weekend to film a new movie, but found herself hunkered down as Hurricane Irma battered the region. Uh, instead of just hanging out in her hotel room, though, she 
decided to lift the spirits of evacuees taking shelter in a local school. You might know if you have children that Kristen Bell voiced the character Anna in Frozen. Yeah. So uh, she told the crowd, I hope maybe some of these songs are running through your head the rest of the day and will take your mind off Irma. She also visited with elderly residents who were evacuated to a Disney hotel. On Instagram, she posted, every person I passed today was assisting someone else. Hashtag neighbors helping neighbors. It was beautiful to see. Sad that a hurricane has to bring out the best in everyone, but happy that the community will be holding hands through this. Here's a clip of her impromptu performance. Do you want to build a What you can't hear in the background is Eddie <laughs> rummaging around for any leftover food that the Disney hotel might have had. Right. Because she was in the Swan Hotel, yes. which had power and food, and they're fine. Yeah. He, they, 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 the, 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 the hotel staff was like, hey, what neighborhood does that guy live in? Get him out of here. And Eddie's just running out with <laughs> sweet and low packets. <laughs> And I'm sweet trying to like join in. Yeah, will sustain me. <laughs> trying to sing the guy parts of the song. We finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and she's just not having it. She just knows I'm there to try to get something for the for the block. Hey, in case you missed it, Pharrell, Justin Timberlake, Chris Stapleton, and others will play a Unity concert in Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah. So uh, Charlottesville natives, the Dave Matthews Band, have helped organize this event. It's called an Evening of Music and Unity. Um, it's going to bring together uh, those artists, uh, The Roots, Ariana Grande, Brittany Howard, Cage the Elephant, who seems oddly out of place there. Yeah. Like Hugh J List and then Cage yeah. the Elephant. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, going to happen on September 24th. The concert's free if you want to go. You can put in a request for tickets online, but attendees are encouraged to donate to the concert for Charlottesville <laughs> Fun at the uh, Charlottesville Area Community Foundation. The charity helps victims of Charlottesville violence, first responders, and community organizers. I think it killed Jesse a little bit that you mentioned Dave Matthews band on the show, but then weren't able to make fun of me because it's actually for something really beautiful. Uh, right. Jesse, I know okay. I was going to say, I was going to say, Eddie, how pumped are you that, uh, <laughs> that you get to go see Dave Matthews? I'm going to just tell you that for free. Dave is back. Dave I mean, is I mean there's I mean, Dave Matthews band, Pharrell, Justin Timberlake, Ariana Grande, Chris Stapleton. I mean, they're think, back. Think of Dave. But think and about Chris. it. They had to throw the event to put themselves I in was that gonna, lineup. That's, that was my question. Would yeah. they have got invited if no. it weren't for two things? One being from Charlottesville yeah. and two organizing the event. Like was Justin Timberlake and Pharrell like do we really need, should we call Dave Matthews band here? Like, you know, they're the ones throwing the party. That's why they got invited to it. Right. You know, they knew they were the only way that they were going to go is if they, if they were the party organizer, you know, that's Eddie's strategy in running his neighborhood. Yeah. He hoards all the food and then invites people over to, <laughs> to it. And then he's yeah. invited to we the meal. Pass it out. Then. It was like the mafia handing out turkeys at Thanksgiving. Like right. they just come up to the door, <laughs> right. sir, please may I? And then I just hand them a yeah. little, you know, a little, little bit of garlic, <laughs> a, little chili, a little chili paste, a little packing peanuts, a little, well, a little what we got. Thank you, sir. And yeah. then they walk out the door. He, Eddie has a trash bag full of packing peanuts that he's lightly seasoned with Parmesan that has made him very popular in his neighborhood. 
I'm going to tell you though. It's I'm, filling. It's I'm gonna, filling. I'm going to tell yeah, you. Fill yourself. It's terrible. For, it's you're poisoning yourself. But I will say this: you you won't sleep hungry tonight. Yeah, you won't sleep because of the sweat and all the heat and the stagnant yeah. air and, and right. the maniac revving his chainsaw every hour. But you will not be hungry. You will not have the. Sen- I'll say this: you'll not have the sensation of hunger. You may get violently ill, but it will not be of hunger. You have a belly full of packing peanuts. I started to pay people in the neighborhood a percentage in order to guard the house. Right. And there's a lot of loyalty being, being built up and they are in turn getting a percentage and then ha- handing it over to me. It's really more of a, of a kind of Sopranos esque situation happening. So you're not inviting yourself to the party, making yourself an A-list or even though you're not anymore, you are uh, just c- consolidating power. I call, I call it the Dave Matthews band system. You're like the Dave Matthews of your neighborhood, Eddie. Yeah. That, that was a great thing to be in the nineties. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> They would pass things out yeah. at their, you know, if you've yeah. ever been to a Dave Matthews concert, they know, you know that things are passed out in the crowd, mm-hmm. but you don't know is yeah. that the Dave Matthews band is actually the one passing them out. Oh yeah. So everybody's like, oh, I want to go to a concert because, yeah. you know, things get passed around. It's like boys to men handing out roses. <laughs> They're just walking up there with just buckets of, you know, things to pass Cameron, really when you pass say out. when you say oh, i just want clarity that things are passed around yeah. at dave matthews concert yeah. you mean like carabiners yeah. and sandals <laughs> with like 35 straps on sex. them and life is good stickers yeah. for the, the backs of jeeps right that's what you're referring to uh-huh. those weird foot gloves where your toes are poking out yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> those are not good uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one yeah. white person's dread for good luck everybody has to touch it and then when everybody's touched it dave matthews comes out and plays ants marching it's, it's very exciting it's I bet. I mean, I bet Chris Stapleton's going to sing with Dave. That would sound amazing. You think? I do. That's. I mean, there's no punchline. There's no joke. I just think it'd be awesome. Well, Chris singing with anybody is amazing. Yeah. I mean, he sang with Justin Timberlake, and it was amazing. You can sing with anyone. Yeah. No, it's going to be great. Hey, in case you missed it, another movie about the Apostle Paul is in the works. Paul, so hot right now. Uh, So uh, it's called Paul, Apostle of Christ, and it's going to star James Faulkner. He's uh, known for roles in uh, like Game of Thrones and Downton Abbey. Uh, He's in the title role as well as Jim Caviezel, who actually famously played Jesus in The Passion. He's going to be playing Luke this time. So don't get confused. It's not a trilogy. It's not. I was going to say that. That, that seems like an odd decision. It seems like it the is. one guy you want to avoid in yeah. at one of these biblical remakes is Jim Caviezel. Not because yeah. he's not a fine actor. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a fantastic great. actor. He's great. Yeah, yeah but... He, the, the one thing he's known for is playing Jesus. It just seems confusing that why, I mean, one, if he's, if you really want him in the movie, have him play Jesus, but, but don't have him play like another character or just cast someone else. It doesn't, this, this was a very curious decision for me, I for agree. the Jim Caviezel thing. A studio executive told uh, Deadline, the scripting film dives deep into the final months before Paul's execution under Nero as he reconciles his faith with, with his past persecution of the church. So it's a great like angle. I mean, the, not the normal Paul story. Yeah, yeah it's great. Uh, the movie will re- release in 2018, uh, but it's not Hollywood's only adaptation of the story of Paul that's happening. Uh, a couple oh. years ago, it was announced that Hugh Jackman would play Paul in another film based on the New Testament writer's life. So I hope he sings. He's got a lovely voice. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, as we Paul learned in the musical. Oh man, yeah. it was so great. And and also Paul Russell the musical. Crow. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> Russell Crowe in that movie. Russell Crowe. That was yeah. He's <laughs> playing. He was. He, he's playing at the Charlottesville. He's playing Jesus. Yeah. Oh, uh, Russell Crowe is. Russell he's going to sing with Chris Stapleton. With, no, Chris would never sing with DMB. Oh, DMB. Okay. I mean, I love Dave, but <laughs> yeah. they can they can pull a Russell Crowe at this point. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. In case you missed it, uh, Father John Misty performed uh, things it would have been helpful to know before the revolution this week <laughs> on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Uh, the performance featured a full orchestra, and it didn't disappoint point here's a clip industry and commerce topple to their knees the gears of progress halted the underclass set free the super ego shatters with the ideologies you've seen injunction to enjoy life disappears as in a dream and as we return to our native state to our primal scene the temperature uh, as you know, astute relevant podcast listeners, the current issue, the new issue mm-hmm. of relevant has a cover story with father John Misty. And I'll, I'll tell you, he opened up about faith and uh, the church in a way that was frankly stunning. Um, so yeah, Seth Myers can check it out. Slowly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah, Slowly, he's my favorite. For he's sure. on really late, so I can't ever yeah, watch so him. Well, so that's why he's Chandler's favorite. Chandler misses all the the main ones, and <laughs> right, he's in yeah. the late late night. So right. he's got him and Gordon. It's perfect. And he's like, out of those two, I like <laughs> Seth Meyers. You know, I love James Gordon. I think he's so nice. What I cannot take is both of the famous people on the couch at the same time, yeah. kind of being co-interviewed. It's it, so it is awkward. Too uncomfortable yeah. for me. And I like uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like interesting. They do that on British late they night do. talk shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is America. That's but right. but Seth Meyers, yeah. I love it because he's just like he's totally fine having not changed his delivery from like Weekend Update, like right. his old set him up, knock him down, yeah. one liner, you know, uh, uh, jokes about headlines. What I appreciate about Seth Meyers is when they tried to do the show, he came out and it was traditional. Yep. he stood there, he did his monologue, he yeah. did, you know went over to the set, and about it felt like about three or four months <laughs> in. I mean, it was not very long in. They just said, you know what reboot and they went on a little hiatus and they came back and they had changed the set. They yep. flipped the set yep. and he just sits at his desk and yeah. they just double down on you're yeah. great at weekend update. Yeah, do We're not going to try to make well. you do what other people do. Just do your thing. Yeah. And they found their legs really fast. Yeah. And that, that kids is a lesson there we go. to be an individual. Be an individual. You, you, you don't follow others. You, you just set your own path. Yeah, which is Weekend Update, which was started in the 70s. Uh, and you listen, you listen to Lauren Michaels. Right. Do exactly. <laughs> you do what he tells you. Right. And follow it. Try and follow you, the path he has for you. Uh-huh. Yes. So now we're getting into the, the Jesus oh, wow. thing. There's an right. intent for your life and a plan. You follow that. Yep. Did you Lauren hear that? Michaels. There, did you hear there's going to be a Lauren Michaels biopic? No. Yeah, Jim Caviezel playing Lorne Michaels. Oh, hi All that for that joke. <laughs> I was going to say, that that lesson works fine and well until you're James Corden and you want to bring two people out right. at the same time right. to sit on the couch. Then it's actually, you should have followed the, the path that was set before you because it's America. just awkward and terrible. I always turn a show off before multiple guests come out. <laughs> always. All right, well, that, that'll always. do it. I don't know if there's any other news or anything else happened this week, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we were, I was busy watching my Netflix marathons and my... Right. 
trilogies and stuff. I ha- so. Well, <laughs> I have one more thing before we're, we're just, since we're in banter time. I know we're doing a, an iPhone-related game later, but real quick, the other big thing that happened that we didn't touch on uh, in, in in this opening segment was the was the new Apple release, like the, the new iPhone and all these uh, uh, gadgets. But the thing that bothered me about the whole uh, presentation was the fact that, I'm sure you guys saw this, they're changing the name of Apple stores to Town Squares. No, that can't be like true. Like they said I that from now that. on, they're not going to re- they're not going to refer to them as stores, but as town squares where people gather. Does, did anyone else did that rub anyone else I, the wrong way? I thought like, that, did anyone that was else just, think that was super lame. I, I just thought that was their <laughs> philosophical evolution that they are wanting to create that dynamic at their retail establishments. Not that they were going to call it that. No, no, no. They explicitly said they're they're renaming it the town square now. The Apple Store is no more. You're living in the past. I thought that was a part of. <laughs> of the store like here in this area would be the genius bar here's the town square here's the whatever i thought that i missed i missed that they were renaming it that's interesting wow. all the employees you have to call pastor now it's, it's gotten very very <laughs> philosophical and odd. i uh i i i watched the entire thing because i have plenty of power and yeah. time on my hands you i know? didn't even know it was out yeah the, nothing uh, but time morning. nothing but time to relax nothing but time, yeah. uh, you know work wrapped up yesterday and i popped it on having watched a, the full two hours having a nice coffee oh beautiful coffee made yeah. myself a nice hot dinner mm-hmm. uh put on a hoodie because it's a little chilly in too the hot, house actually you know too yeah. hot, and, too uh, actually made, made made too much coffee just had to dump some out in the storm drain because uh over made it didn't <laughs> want it and just dumped it away yeah. sat down with some uh, little cheese rice cakes as a snack just because it's a nice snack yeah why not yeah you're already full your belly's full you just want a little cheese taste yeah i actually did eat cheese yeah. last night yeah i was i had some extra cheese i had perishable. like too much too much cheese <laughs> yeah almost too much yeah. perishable goods that's true you had to get a deep freezer i'm going to pack you a bag when you go home i will send some <laughs> perishable cold things with you what will i do with them well you will eat them with your family when you get home before they perish <laughs> yeah before the, family, before the food perishes. okay yeah no, I watched the whole thing. I thought it was interesting. You know, obviously we as a brand, as a platform are not, you know, we don't advocate for materialism and, and, and acquiring things. I am personally more of a gadget head than yeah. uh, we typically cover. Yeah. So I find all these things very interesting, very yeah. compelling. I, I was actually impressed with, with the evolutions, the lineup. Now, you know, the thing about Apple obviously isn't they aren't the first to market with stuff. I mean, everything that they're doing, other, you know, Roku's doing with Apple TV is doing and, you know, you know, but the way Apple does it and, you know, when they do it, they do it right and it works Yeah, um, and, and it works seamlessly together. I, I was impressed with the lineup. I thought this will be a, probably a good new season for Apple. Yeah. Um, kind of get some energy back. I can't wait to see the new phone. It looks like a real advance in technology. Yeah. I can't wait to see if the face I, recognition. I thing heard works. I heard something interesting about this that that they um like Johnny Ive and, and the guys that were working behind the scenes, the scuttlebutt around the office, the crew this morning was that the story is that they, that that phone, cause the eight is what we're in line for number yeah. wise. Yeah. That phone being the 10 was actually the phone that they were planning to release in two years. And back in January, they started talking internally. Like they knew where they were going down the road. Yeah. Could we fast track this and could we release it in time for the 10 year anniversary of the iPhone later of, this of year end of our podcast. And if you listen, to the talk they actually talked about the fact that hundreds of apples apple employees were working through the night the night before the the announcement to be ready for this moment like they were scrambling 
and they weren't sure even weeks ago if they would be, have things ready in time to make the announcement that it's actually going to be releasing this fall. I feel like the coach in you is going to just hold that story in your back pocket as you yell at Jesse <laughs> to finish his article or whatever. <laughs> right? They really, they skipped the nine entirely and were able to finish the ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> finish writing your top ten youth director looks article ASAP. I'm, I'm a big fan of like their, their products obviously and their ability to to, to continually um, challenge the way we think about our relationship with technology. Like yeah. I, I have no I have no issue with that, but I do feel like, and I don't know why the the particular thing of uh, of uh, renaming their their resource their retail stores town squares as if they have this sort of like beneficial community element. Uh, it, it just kind of showed me like how self-important i yeah, feel like right, apple right. has become I, and they've lost a little of their whimsy and self-awareness i feel yeah, like self-congratulatory was the theme of the night uh the, the over yeah. applause for very mundane feature announcements it was like okay you know like honestly it kind of wore on me and i'm as much of an apple fan as anybody um i agree with you it was very self self-congratulatory and self-important that was sort of the like when steve jobs was and this isn't like a steve jobs era verse but like he really set the tone and he would do a few minutes of here's our sales here's our numbers but then it was mostly just like and now i'm gonna blow your mind with yeah something. i'm not now i'm gonna yeah we're just gonna rethink things now yeah, Let's, yeah. now let me inspire you let me challenge you and it wasn't like self yeah i just feel i agree yeah. with you completely jesse that like there's a little self-importance going on. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for Casey Vincent. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. They know I land Kekos Start up, then invest Three stats, we break out cash Pico the vibe, yeah Daily I die, sick of the mind, yeah I come on down from the side Intellectual, that's what they get with your eye Don't get a hype in that boy, yeah We will not lie to that boy, yeah We do not wait for support, no No boat is loud in my cause You're listening to Derek Minor The song is Take Off which is what Eddie yells to the people who come to his front yard milling around in the middle of the night. <laughs> as, he, as he's swinging and wildly swinging a chainsaw at them. <laughs> uh, it's featuring Ty Brazel, Cannon, and KB. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard uh, The Money War uh, with the song Hold On, All which is this, also yeah, Eddie's. What, I'm, what, I'm, what we're a part of right now. All right. It's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, I'm all about uh, companies that find new, interesting ways to advertise their their products. You know, just moving on. Like we get banner blindness online. You know, we, we, we see we see ads for things. We see stuff on TV. So Old Spice recently made uh, uh, headlines because they put out a casting call, a uh, crowdsourced uh, this this uh, project where they were going to uh, they announced that they were going to do Old Spice, the movie, a feature length film about Old Spice. Uh, so what? obviously it got. <laughs> A lot of people curious. How do you make a, a movie about uh, deodorant? And how do you make a feature-length movie that you know, b- budgets for movies are huge? So how do you make this that anyway that will be a smart business decision to advertise? Did, did the you product? hear? Did you hear who got cast as Mr. Spice? 
Jim Caviezel. Yeah, he's getting a lot of work these days. Jack of all trades. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, the movie was recently released, and people were very eager to see what Old Spice the movie would be. Uh, <laughs> and they released a film uh, uh, to promote a product, which is their invisible Old Spice spray. So it's a spray that you spray on, and it's invisible. Well, it won't, like, stain your clothes, which, you know, anyone who's had that happen, it's, it's a pretty good product. But either way, the movie was called Invisible World. And the uh, the premise of the movie is that aliens have come and sprayed an invisible spray that makes everything invisible. The great thing about that, if you're making a movie, yeah. is that nothing shows up on screen because everything is invisible. So essentially what they did is they created a two-hour two radio drama comedy using uh, people that they found online that just had uh, a voiceover acting. And it's actually pretty funny. Um this is one of the perfect examples of a company unlike Apple that is totally self-aware and realizes how ridiculous an ad cam- campaign can be and how ridiculous their product is. Uh, so you can watch the whole... Well, I say watch. There's only one uh, portion of the of the movie, a few seconds of someone in a green bodysuit on a green screen that comes in. But you can watch, listen to the whole ro- radio drama Invisible World now. Like I said, it's actually pretty funny. And th- like I said, for me, this is an example of a company who doesn't take itself too seriously and was able to pull off some something that I think was a, a, a pretty pretty funny bit in the internet era. Old Spice, I don't even know anybody that wears it, but their marketing is on point. I, I, I thought of that the other day. Axe, too. I don't know anybody who would, buy, would check out with the bottle of Axe, yeah. but they have enough money to make a ton of commercials. But I feel like Old Spice marketing even works for us. Like The Old Spice guy, he was really funny. Imagine before, the, remember this? the brand before these funny commercial era. Like yeah. This is the power right. of hiring yeah. the right ad agency. Because right. yeah. Old Spice was like, ooh, dad gift. You know, right. like, you yeah, know? It was like Stetson. Yeah, yeah, it was like Stetson, exactly. Right. And now it's like, cool. But well, it's like still when they hire, buys it, when they, but, you know. Yeah, when I, they buy, I buy it. I buy it. Uh, yeah, I'm a faithful a old spice, spice purchaser. Oh, of course yeah. you are. Are you too, Chandler? I'm, yeah. I'm the guy. Oh, that's who buys it. There you go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You've got to be another layer of cool from us. The best, the best people. <laughs> the best yeah. people. Yeah. Only humanity's <laughs> finest minds. But when they, when they hired like Tim and Eric to do the ads and they had like the Terry Crews campaign, it, it, they did re- make you rethink how entertaining ads for deodorant could be. And, and yeah. like you said, they, they made it relevant again where, well, I still think of Stetson as one of those, uh, they come in like a plastic box at the drugs or like a, a, a thing at the drugstore that has like a cologne, a deodorant, and you know, one other thing that you buy is like a last minute Christmas gift where Old Spice nice. is now everywhere. Yep. I kind of want to smell it again to see if it's, if it, like, because that's what it comes well, down go, to. Right? Chandler's right there. Just go sniff him. <laughs> comes, comes yeah. up your, hey, Chandler, yeah. lift up your arm real quick for oh, that. That's, yeah. that's, that's Old Spice. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what do you have? All right, so uh, PRRI has put together what they are saying is the largest survey of American religious and denominational identity ever. Um, and it found some pretty surprising things, especially, I think, for our demographic. The the biggest one being white Christians, who uh, just four decades ago com- comprised 80% of the country, today make up just 43%. Um, first time in history that white Christians have not been the, made up the majority of the country. Wow. Um, in 2006, Protestants accounted for nearly a full quarter of the American population. Today, they make up just 17%. Um, most of the demographics has to do with a shrink or the shrinking has to do with a, a loss of a, a majority white Christian identity in this country. Um, 
while uh, while other uh, ethnicities like the like the black Protestant population has been holding pretty steady at eight percent for about forty years now. Um, one other thing that they found that I thought was especially notable was uh, white Christians are are aging. Other religions like Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, and even religiously unaffiliated are all significantly younger than white Christian groups. 42% of Muslims, 36% of Hindus, and 35% of Buddhists are all under 30 years old, while only 11% of white evangelical Protestants are under 30. What? Um, 11%, 11% are under 30? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It wow. kind of is. Is that in a, like an adult range? Or do they count children with that? Because that's that's all insane. It, all it says is under thirty. Yeah, all it says is under thirty. Um, so it's a it's a huge it's a huge shift in a very short amount of time. Yeah, and looking at the global population, I mean, uh, we spend a lot of time over in the Middle East and East and stuff, and and like looking at the birth rates of like let's say specifically in Israel mm-hmm. of the uh, you know non Jewish Arab citizens of Israel, uh, th- their birth rate is significantly higher than the the Jewish. Uh, citizens yeah, of Israel. Yeah. And so they are even talking about demographic shifts um, and, and in Israel and how, you know, it, it it's almost impossible future casting five, 10, 15 years for it to be a Jewish state mm. and also be democratic and stuff because of the next generation or other religions are growing much faster than the Jewish religion. Mm. Uh, it's interesting to see that happening here in the U S yeah. with Christianity. I mean, I don't think it's that it's surprising, but um, that kind of a why drop you, and that's a that? lot of time. Why do you say it's not surprising? Cause I, I didn't think so either, think, but I'm curious. I don't think here. it's surprising that Christianity as a whole is dropping in its uh, ad- adherence and, you know, popula- population adherence in the U S you think we got, I think it's a marketing problem. Or is this they need the Old Spice company yeah. to take it need, they need to be Jerry Cruz like, and Tim and Eric on this. No, I think it's a culmination, right. Eddie, of two things. One is the trends where now people are, in, especially in our country and in a lot of Western countries too, are getting married older and they're having less kids, they're having fewer children, and they're having uh, children later in life. So just as like a general population, for uh, a lot of things are, are aging up. So I think that's one thing. But the other thing too is, yeah, I mean, we've seen repeatedly that young evangelicals are leaving the church of their youth in higher rates than any previous generation for a culmination of reasons, whether it's like a quote unquote marketing reason or that they just don't align with values. And, and one of the values that you see uh, a constant disalignment with is tr- is how the churches, how many churches have traditionally aligned themselves with uh, certain political activities and political parties that don't necessarily align with what a lot of millennials consider their personal values. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, Eddie, what do you got? Well, I uh, think it's funny that we're talking about brands remarketing themselves um, because this is a slice about Kmart of all places, which I guess I thought you were going to basically bring your manifesto for your new rule in your neighborhood <laughs> because that's all you've been thinking about for the last five months. <laughs> no, no, I actually got out of myself for just a couple seconds to talk about it's someone Eddie's else. It's Magna Carta. He's going <laughs> to. These are the, the 12 rules. The 12 rules. Um, so, <laughs> Most of them involve uh, what you do, uh, what you should not do with his oregano. Yeah. Like if you, <laughs> the, it says it's the it's, preservation. You're, you're not of allowed food. to take it to Dave Matthews concerts. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. I've made that mistake before. One night in the clink, and I'll never do that again. One night in the clink. Um, so Kmart, One night in Dave Matthews jail, a place where you do not want to go. You don't want to go to Disney jail or Dave Matthews jail. If, if, if Zach Williams has taught us anything. So Kmart 
I'm just seeing if Jesse pops in again. Are we good? Okay, yeah, Kmart is, continue, re- please. Is, is rebranding the concept of of larger sizes in women's clothing. And I thought, oh, I wonder why they're doing this because I haven't really ever sure. thought about it. So it rep- uh, People Magazine reports that the big box store chain is changing the name of their women's size clothing that was previously known as plus size right. to uh, fabulously sized. Okay, fine. Mm. And so I was kind of like, I'm reading the story and I was kind of throwing it away and I was like, oh, that's fine. I mean, it's marketing. I'm sure for some yeah. people that would be significant. But they had to focus group this. So that yeah. is being positively received by yeah. their consumers, I assume. Right. But they're saying that the average American woman is between size 16 and 18. And what was really interesting that Kmart is doing is they actually said that the younger generation, I'm going to just stop reading this because I do a terrible job when I read it, is that the younger generation of people that they focus grouped actually said, don't want any label just it's clothing so there's a pair of jeans there and it's from size whatever the smallest you know size is to whatever size they carry it's just all the sizes that they have in one place separate it yeah Yeah. and i really had never thought about that but so kmart is going to start doing that except that the older generation wanted the label they want the people that shopped there want to shop in a section that's called fabulously sized or plus size so there was something in the generational shift like they the older kmart customers wanted that that its own section labeled so they're taking some of the the skews that are that typically an older consumer would want and making its own section but generally kmart is getting rid of any plus size label because to say something is plus size Mm. is to say that it is, you know, above some average. And that is kind of, I mean, it seems kind of mean. I never actually thought about it, but it is kind of, it's like awful thing. Why isn't it just, here's a brand of shirt that we sell and every size. Yeah. You have small all the way up to triple extra large. I mean, fine. Or if it's, or if it's jeans, it's like, Oh, these are 32 or these are 36. Like, is there an equivalent? I know we've made the joke in the past, but I know with like boys clothes, they have, uh, the unfortunately named Husky, the Husky bugle boys. But I mean, is there, is there no equivalent in those Husky jeans, man, are no joke. I wore those all growing up. I mean, I think, didn't oh, you? me too. Yeah, yeah. that's traumatic. <laughs> it is. It was terrible because you're just like, oh. you had to go shop in the Husky section. Right. And it's like, why wouldn't I just go so and why buy can't jeans? I be there with my friends over there in the normal sizes. Right. I could why just, yeah, the why don't they, why, that's what I'm saying. Like, why don't they just put the number on there? Why don't they just put like the, the inches of the waist? Like, why, why do they need some arbitrary label to label me Husky or fabulous or plus? It's just inches. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a, it's a construct. It, it doesn't, is. it doesn't mean anything. All it is is inches on a waist. Yeah. Why do they need these labels? But even just saying like, right, why can I put in the normal section? That's what it does to someone like, you know, I'm shopping in the like, I'm different Husky jeans. I'm not the normal. But it's like, no, what if, what if we just, it's, it's just a reflection for your makeshift Kmart that you're, I know, constructing in your, in your new society. I can't talk about it, but I will tell you, we're pretty deep. into. You're going to be pretty progressive with your labeling. I assume there won't even be labels. Yeah. There won't even be clothing because we can't just walk in and Eddie sizes you. We won't get shipping. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So it's just whatever you're able to procure. Yeah. Take it, it or leave it. Yeah, it's palmetto leaves f- from my pool. Right. If you need one of those, right. there it is. And I'm not going to put a label on it. You're not going to have it. husky palmetto leaves. No, we're all just palmetto leaves. Right. We are palmetto positive. <laughs> I, that that reminds me of something. I, I rode by a store the other day, and I was very confused because this is what the sign said. It said five 
dot one one and then it was like a plus sign okay so it was like five eleven plus and i was baffled at what and on the the, the the posters and things on the outside of the store were like men doing activities okay so it was obviously and it was a very masculine kind symbol activities and the only thing i can think of is that store for slightly tall men like i think ju- so ju- just yeah, so yeah, i think it's a big and tall a big and tall store so if you're five eleven and up we have your sizes here. But th- see, oh. that day, I, that's what I assumed. And I ended up Googling it and I couldn't find out why they call it 511, but it's tactical gear. It's like stuff oh. if you're like outdoorsy and tactical, oh. but, it, but it seemed like 511 would be an odd. Well, one, it's an odd name for a store because like I said, I would think it's for people that are slightly tall, not super tall, just slightly above average, like 511 plus. It just seemed like a, a missed opportunity. 511 hyphen 63. And that's it. That's all we got. It's just yeah. slightly above average height. That's Eddie, just how do you feel about big and tall stores? I mean, I think they serve a purpose. I'm I'm glad that people who are looking for those sizes can find them. And I, you know, there is a market for it, obviously. But I do wish that the the alienation that I'm sure comes with it didn't exist. I wish everybody could. Well, King of Queens had an episode about that where she was buying his clothes for him for years. Yeah. And had, he had kept growing in size over Mm -hmm. the years and she, (laughs) but she would, he would just come home and she's like, here's a new shirt. Yeah. And then he found out in one of the episodes that he, she was buying them from a big and tall store Mm -hmm. and he was trying to then figure out when did you start shopping there? Or like he was offended, yeah. you know, and then like realized like it was three years ago that you crossed over yeah. and she had to buy all his clothes. And it was like this whole episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I would but say, I think the, the, the famous one liner from that episode, it was like, she was like, I don't see why this is offended. He goes, well, I'm not tall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that men admittedly, like we have a lot easier time with this because it's just the societal acceptance of, you know, a a bigger guy. It's just, I think it's a lot easier on a guy, but I think in general, the idea that just a store wouldn't carry a good breadth of sizes is kind of crazy to me. And that you would be labeled because of the size you are, like you are labeled plus size. And it's a label that people have come to like embrace. And there's plus size models who call themselves plus size models and are very famous and wealthy and doing well. And so I, I appreciate the label, but just the idea that it's like, maybe let's just go label this and you st- yeah, st- just have sizes. Yeah. Conversely, yeah. I won't shop at uh, a certain store because I can't, that's there's two of them. You named one of them. The other yeah. one is banana Republic because I can't get a pair of jeans in banana Republic. And I'm like a big guy, but I can give it a pair of jeans most places, but, but I am too big to represent banana Republic. And you're like, well, that's just super. I, and I don't really care, but that's super messed up. And that's gotta be a hard feeling for someone walking into like a Kmart to buy, clothing feels like you know, that won't be a problem for them. They can just walk into Kmart and, buy, and, and know and that they can have clothes. What a nice that, feeling. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Good for you guys. Kmart. Give up Good job. Give yeah. some dignity. Good job. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned up next. Zach Williams. Lone Bellow joins us. to Andrew Bell. The song is Horizon, which is how we saw the storm coming by looking at it. 
and it was it was coming slowly. Right for Eddie's from neighborhood. The <laughs> Very. Right Cameron looked out on the horizon and was like, "Man, Eddie's neighborhood is going to get nailed." I think I'm going to clear. It actually there. looks. I'm going to help my neighbor cut down these trees and push up on his Tesla. Then I'm going to snuggle up and watch some, watch some television. <laughs> well, this week's feature interview is brought to you by Tracker. Your phone, wallet, and keys, if you're anything like me, get misplaced quite often. And Tracker is here to fix that. Eight years ago, they released their first tracking device and changed everything. And now they've done it again with the all new Tracker Pixel. It's the lightest Bluetooth tracking device on the market. Simply place the Tracker Pixel on whatever you tend to lose. Your keys, your wallet, even your cat. Or Electricity. Your... your, your animal you put on their uh, collar you know or your yeah. or your electricity <laughs> and um uh then when you misplace it you uh can use your smartphone and a 90 decibel alert will help you find it in seconds i tell you i use this five times a week um it, it works that's really uh, funny that you do yeah like i think it's great that you do every morning i uh, you do the triple pack you look for the phone the keys and the wallet yeah, as yeah. you're leaving the house and yeah. i inevitably don't have one of them mm-hmm. i put them in the same place every night i think and i can't find it you are one of the most organized, smart, disorganized people I know. Thank you. And I think that's I think that's just how your brain works. That was such a nice compliment until the last word. <laughs> yeah, the, no, but I mean like But that's why I know my weaknesses. The, hey, you know, if Jim Caviezel taught me anything, be self-aware. Yeah. Um and and I know that stay I in need your help. lane. Stay in stay your in lane. Stay in my lane. South Myers, Apple, we all learn these lessons every day. And I, I know I need tracker right. tracker pixel and it really works and I'm right. happy. Right. And then I'm good. I can it take me thirty seconds and I'm out the door. Hey, right now, uh, Tracker is offering real podcast listeners a special deal. You can go to thetracker.com. Now, a few episodes ago, I, I, I said that the URL wrong. It's thetracker.com. It's T-R-A-C-K-R.com. Enter promo code relevant to get 20% off any order. That's thetracker.com. Promo code relevant for 20% off. The Lone Bellow is a group made up of Zach Williams, Kaneen Donahy Pipkin, and Brian Elmquist. They deliver a passionate, soulful, acoustic-based brand of Americana music. For years, they were Southerners based in Brooklyn, which uh, prompted Zach to once describe their music as Brooklyn country music. But honestly, it's it's a lot more than that. The Lone Bellow is soulful, stirring, and honestly, unlike any band you'll see live, um, Zach used to be a worship leader, and that spiritual undertone oh, yeah. comes through the Lone Bellows music. Um, you know that scene in Garden State where they like yell into the abyss? Oh man, yeah. with that Simon and Garfunkel song. It's like yeah, it's like freeing and guttural and beautiful yeah, and yeah, moving. Yeah. Okay, that's honestly how I feel when I go see the Lone Bellow live. You yeah. have to go see them live. It's it's unbelievable of an experience. Uh, well, after years of hard touring, the band relocated from Brooklyn to Nashville last year, and today on the 15th, are releasing their third LP, Walk Into a Storm. Can you imagine going from Brooklyn to Nashville? I know. Why? I mean, it had to have been <laughs> property prices. Like, have you been to Nashville? It was property prices. He told me that. Oh, really? Yeah, really? not part of this interview, just when we were hanging out recently. He told me that's that's why. His kids were growing up, and he just <sighs> wanted a yard. I can't fathom it, but I guess that's the that's the right the reason. <laughs> yep, it is. Buy their album. You know, you know yeah, I, I hear there are no hurricanes there. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he uh, sounds pretty comfortable in Nashville. Yeah, you still live in Nashville, though. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool, and it's pretty, yeah. Yeah, Nashville, where I'm dry. There's no holes in my roof. <laughs> we we caught a- up with Zach this week to talk about the album, uh, property prices. Uh, you have a hockey team. Uh, the beginning of a new era <laughs> for the band. Here is the Lone Bellow. I like to think I'm a survivor. But my skin is getting tired. I go. Survivor, but my bones are getting tired. I 
tell me a little bit about, I mean, Walk Into a Storm, which is coming out soon. Uh, just in general, I want to hear about the record. But in particular, with uh, with Walk Into a Storm, why'd you decide to go with, uh, why'd you decide to go with Time's Always Leaving as the first single? What about it stu- stuck out to you as like, this is the album we want, this is the song we want to lead with? We've always tried to kind of hide pretty serious lyrics in fun music. Sometimes we just don't hide it with fun music. But we, uh, so that song started out as just like a poem that I wrote. And if you read the lyrics, it's kind of wrestling with that thing that's on all of our backs of like, is time passing too fast? Am I living with my eyes wide open and my heart wide open? Am I, did I just go through the motions today? Like, you know, just that ancient old fear that humans have always had. And then it talks about time kind of as maybe like a mistress that is leaving. So we, you know, we hid that with this like four on the floor, like really fun thing. And it was one of the first songs that we recorded on the album. And the way that, the way that Cobb, uh, Dave Cobb produces is he's got, so it's in room A and uh, RCA Studios, which is the old studio that Chet Atkins built back in the 60s. It's historic, insane room. I mean, Elvis, Dolly, you name it, everybody. So Cobb has taken over that studio and made it his now with the help of some some folks here in Nashville. One half of the room, or, or one section of the room, he's got these couches set up and this beautiful record player and these like incredible sounding speakers and a table and notepads and you sit at the couches and basically tell him why you want to record the song that you're about to record and and then you all just kind of wrap your heads around like here's what it's going to sound like we had, and we had worked on it for like over a year before most of the time, we would change it right there, right before we actually went in to record it. Time's Always Leaving was one of those times. Anyways, then you'd walk back over to the other side of the room where all the mics were set up in a circle. And um, all of us, including Dave on the acoustic, would all then just record the song. Um, everybody would plug in and record right there. So you get this, like, this um, new energy of like a new idea which was really, really fun. So I think I think we wanted to lead out with, with that one, basically because of that first thing that I that I was talking about of like hiding maybe some serious words in a in a fun song. I mean that's what country music has has been good at for, for a long time. track walk into a storm what is it about that song that made you feel like like I, and i don't know i've never recorded an album is there a lot of thought that goes into like okay this is the title track this for sure is the best summation of the song or is it kind of like ah, i think this is the favorite song we'll do it this way i was in brooklyn for 10 years I mean, we had all left our homes in brooklyn and moved down here and that was that was really hard and we kind of got into this place as a band where it was like are we still enjoying this? 
like are we we don't want to just go through the motions we like we really want to make sure that we're like doing this and doing it right and uh i think that just the lyrics of that song stuck out and then when we started thinking about like the title for the record i didn't for one i didn't want one of the potential singles to really be the title so i either wanted to name the record something that wasn't the title of of a song or i wanted to name it something that kind of encapsulate the whole record as a whole because we did this thing with this record where we promised ourselves that we would only record 10 songs we came in with 65 so just that narrow process was pretty complicated and you know with recording this day and age you know it's so easy to just like layer sounds and and this and that and we uh just made some guidelines where we just wanted to pull the reins back on the on all of the sonic layers and try to make the actual like lyrics and energy pop just a little more naturally. And I don't know, I, I think that uh, I think that Walk Into a Storm, just that that song sonically encapsulates that the idea and then also just represents like the record as a whole. Recall those days we felt like giving up on each other. Days I feel your mind. We're nothing but trouble. The nights that I can't mention. You said you decided almost ahead of time what you wanted to say or or maybe what the general narrative would be. Is that something you can put into words? You know, I I think if you you listen to the songs like Deeper in the Water, Walk to the Storm, that's definitely us trying to encourage each other about the steps that we're taking and, you know, these locking arms that we've done for the past few years of living life together and and doing this music together like all right here we go and then there's a song on there called read between the lines that was even like a word of encouragement to other artists which i had never done before and then also with may you be well i i can't wait to sing that live just to like try to say that to whoever is standing in front of us listening uh, you know, you know, may your heart be open. Whatever changes the wind might be blowing, um, especially in the state of our country right now. Is the Lone Bellow. Stay tuned up next before you buy a thousand dollar iPhone.
You're listening to Washed Out. The song is Hard to Say Goodbye. Hard to Say Goodbye. Okay, it is time for a game. Now, uh, normally, I'm here for the whole show, but here's what we got to do. I need to go make a nice cold sandwich in my fridge. Uh, Jesse, this is your show. This wait, is wait, your wait. brainchild. Jesse's going to okay, be in charge of the go. show. Jesse's in charge Pressure's of the show. On. I'm coming back after Jesse's done with this segment. I'll be back. I'm rolling into four years on the show. Still not feedback. in charge. I'm still not in charge of the game. Segment. We can't trust you with that. <laughs> no, I uh, the game is called Before You Buy a $1,000 iPhone. Take it away, Jesse. All right, so as you guys saw this weekend, Apple recently released their big their big iPhone 10, iPhone uh, with a, with X, you know, the Roman numeral X. It, it was a big deal, a lot of cool features, but it costs a thousand dollars. The Jesse, price point for this Jesse, is going to be Cameron. Cameron's out of the room. Can you quit the vote and just get to it? I mean, this is already <laughs> Apple has a big <laughs> iPhone 10, 10 coming out. Of, what would you do with a thousand dollars? Just get to it. Who's on the line? Come on. Terrible. <laughs> anyway, so what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> so we have, we have a game. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the idea for this game is uh, I want to ask you. That's that's a that's a very high price point for a phone, and and you know we'll see if people are willing to pay. But you know prices are arbitrary. Can be somewhat arbitrary things. Why does a thousand dollars sound like a lot? It's 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 a price point that uh, they're really curious if people will cross that threshold uh, to buy a phone. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to go out and I and I scoured Craigslist and I scoured eBay to find things uh, that cost a certain amount of money to give you an idea of the value of a thousand dollars. So well, how how this game will work is Eddie, because you're Mister you're Mister Smart Guy, you are going to be playing against our good friend Hot Dog Mallory, and oh. I am going to I am going to read the description of a Craigslist product or an eBay product, and you have to tell me if it costs more or less than the brand new iPhone. Eddie, do you understand the rules? I mean, yeah, basically. I'm just happy to talk to Hot Dog Mallory. It's been a long time. All right, so on the line with us is our good friend Hot Dog Mallory. Now, you may you may wonder where did she get this nickname? Mallory, we first became friends with, I believe it was Halloween of last year when uh we called her to find out about her her Halloween costume plan, uh which involved her dressing up as a hot dog and selling tiny humans rolled in foil for a dollar. <laughs> Mallory, real quick, explain the inspiration for that costume one more time. It was just, you know, a moment in high school where I was I was kind of lost and not knowing what I could do to step up my comedic value in life. And I decided, <laughs> why not just vend people as a hot dog? And so yeah. it was like a six year in the making type of outfit that I finally decided to do this year. Sometimes yeah, we I, find new people for the show and sometimes they find us, but I really feel like we've yeah. come across one of our own here. I, I okay. just, I, Mallory, I just, uh, for people that want to see her costume, they can follow her at this is Mallory, uh, M-A-L-O-R-I. And you can see the entire costume, including uh, footlong humans, $1, which she is vending <laughs> dressed as a hot dog. So now, hot dog now Mallory, Mallory, I have to ask you a question. This is Eddie. Do you, you said that you work at Sam's. Can I please yes. just pray to the gods that you work in this the the place where you sell those hot dogs? Is that your job? I I, I wish, but no, it's not. I work at the corporate offices. Did they sell hot dogs at the corporate offices? Um, they do actually, but nobody eats them there. Wow, they're so good. Oh wow, maybe they're pretty good. Nathan's. 
Oh, so are you like high up at Sam's then? <laughs> I, I am not. No, are you I'm Sam? Actually, are you are you over the hot dog I, division? I'm not Sam Walton, but I did go to his school of business. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Very cool. What school of business are you in? I went to the Sam Walton School of Business at uh, the University oh, of Arkansas. Th- oh, cool! Wow, congratulations. Yeah. I Thank had no you. idea that was a thing, but now, but now it makes sense that there would be. <laughs> He's obviously very good at what he yeah, does. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, he M- Mallory, your your business background may help you in the game today. the The, the game is oh, uh, uh, called "Before You Spend a Thousand Dollars on an iPhone." And as I explained to Eddie just moments ago, b- that Apple just released their new, brand new iPhone, and it's going to cost a thousand dollars. But because prices are such arbitrary things, I want to read you some products that I found on Craigslist and eBay, and you have to tell me if you think they are worth more or less than one thousand. The same price as the brand new iPhone. Hot Dog Mallory, would you like to go first? Absolutely. Tyler, will you keep track of points? Because normally this is I, uh, this is uh, Cameron's job, but and I know that I'd cheat, so you keep track. I'm, a, I'm on it. No, I, I got, I got, I got to cover guys. No worries. And once again, hot dog, Mallory. I feel like you have a pretty big advantage because of your business background. Eddie is not knowledgeable about very many things, so you have a huge no. step okay. up. You have a huge advantage on him during this game. Yeah, I majored in uh, rude podcasting in school, <laughs> and that's all. Well, I can you're do. excelling currently. So oh, let's do that. That, was a hot dog, that was a hot dog, Mallory burn, and I accept. Because I am not, I am not a nice person. Mallory. All, right, all right, Mallory. So uh, the first one is this is this comes from <laughs> this comes from eBay. It is the, the product is a handmade guinea pig suit of armor. Here's the description. Lucky mostly wore his armor to begrudgingly pose for photos once on top of a remote control jet ski. Don't worry. He never rode the thing in water. I don't think he would have had the balance. Lucky passed away this weekend and no longer requires his noble suit of armor. How much did uh, the guinea pig's handmade suit of armor go for? Was it more or less than when the $1,000 it cost to buy the new iPhone? Quick question. Have you made up any of these or are these 100% Great. true? Great These question. are all 100% true, I promise. You are, okay. Mallory is a this business is, man. Great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is a great question. question. That's a fair question. I mean, I know too. how you play games, so I'm just trying to win here. I think that this is, it sold for more than a thousand because this is some weird, like, niche community that wants hamster armor. Mallory, you are correct. It sold for uh, <laughs> over $1,100 in wow. an eBay auction. Congratulations. Oh, wow. That's great. Nice. Congratulations. Eddie, Eddie, are you feeling a little intimidated that she's coming out of the gate with... with I'm feeling very intimidated. One, she's extremely smart, so she's already just heads above me, because I'm, as we know, not. And she's also very snarky and uh, seems to have plenty of running water and electricity right now. (laughs) Which which Eddie does not because of the hurricane. (laughs) So, all right, Eddie, this is another another rodent one. This is the rodent round. This is a human-sized hamster wheel. And this is a description. This is from Craigslist. Available for immediate uh, pickup. Uh, Can accommodate up to 200 pounds. Fully functional. Not recommended for houses with small children or animals. 50 pounds of shredded newspaper also available. This is important and all capitals and all capital letters i will not have this in my house any longer (laughs) (laughs) it's a human size hamster wheel that is correct in all capitals i will not have this in my house i I do have to ask i have to ask a question is shipping a part of this final number Uh, no it's immediate pickup you have to come get it and it does say immediate which was capitalized as well 
right, he seems trust- pretty. He seems in a pretty big hurry to get this thing out of there. Yeah, I'm going to trust Jim Caviezel's word in my heart and say that it is less than a thousand. You are correct. This one is actually free. He's literally <laughs> giving well, it away. just want to get rid of it. Yeah. Low price. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right, we're, we're all tied up. All right, all right, Maui, tie ball game. A 10-year-old grilled cheese sandwich with the image of the Virgin Mary, but it's important Ooh. to note, it has a bite taken out of it. How could it not? 10 years old. So it's a 10-year-old grilled cheese sandwich that someone took a bite out of, but it appears to have the image mm. of the Virgin Mary on it. Is it more or less than the new iPhone? I want to say more, but my gut is saying less, so let's go with less. Mallory, I'm sorry. It sold for $28,000 on eBay. And that's why the whole world is super messed up. Like, I got to say, most of the hard conversations we're having right now in America probably boiled down to the fact that that thing was $2,800 or $20,000. $28,000. It all comes back to that. Wow. I I did the math. That bite alone was probably worth like $4,000. Wow. But uh, it's probably a good grilled cheese sandwich. All right, Eddie. An An autographed photo of Mr. T, who is holding an extremely large roll of Smarties candy for some reason. It's a very oversized roll of Smarties candy, and it is autographed by Mr. T. Is that more or less than the price of the new iPhone? It's hard because in my heart, I believe that it's worth much more than a thousand. <laughs> Logic says you can't get a grand for a Mr. T autograph. Oh, man. I'm going to go with more than a thousand. I think you threw me a zinger. It, so it is on sale right now on eBay for $39.99. Much less than the price of the new iPhone. <laughs> They can't. They can't give those things away. No. no, no. <laughs> so, All right. as it turns out, Hot Dog Mallory and I are fairly evenly terrible at this game. <laughs> all, all right, Mallory. This, <laughs> this one is live ducks for a party. This is actually someone trying to buy something or, or, or rent them. But you, yeah, I want to let you know his his proposed price that he's willing to pay is more or less than the new iPhone. Here's the description for live ducks for a party. Need ducks for a party game. I prefer the owner remain with the ducks to ensure proper care and safety to both my and your standards. Details, colon. Ducks will be gently secured into passenger seats of a model train set. Origami hats of one, five, and $100 bills will be placed on each of the ducks' heads. The idea that they'll go around the train set and party guests can try to pluck the origami hats off. How much is he willing to pay for these party ducks? Is it more or less than the price of the new iPhone? Think less. You're correct. This guy's only willing to pay 40 yes. bucks for those ducks, which uh, sounds like someone he's <laughs> oh got someone gosh. willing to do it is quite a deal. All right, let's do let's do two more <laughs> rounds each. How about that? That's great. We'll do What's one this? more round. We'll do one more round, and then it's the the final sudden death round for all the marbles. I got to tell you, I'm pretty competitive, but I'm still rooting uh, for Hot Dog Mallory. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see time. how it shakes out here, Eddie. It's, any, uh, it's anybody's game. It's anybody's game. It really is. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) This this one is uh, the ability to trade lives with a man named Ian Usher uh, included all of his worldly possessions, including his his home, car, his friends, and even a potential position as a sales associate at his job. Wow. Like smart money says, well, all those things are worth more than a thousand. But for a guy who's willing to trade it all, you got to wonder if he's not just trying to give it away. I'm going to go. I'm going to go sadly under a thousand. 
I, you know, I thought the same thing, but it actually sold for three hundred thousand dollars. What honor? Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Hot dog, Mallory. Uh, a, a woman in Utah sold her forehead, uh, a space on her forehead to to tattoo, and she was offering Ugh. it to any company they wanted to Ugh. tattoo a slogan on her forehead. How much did she? She went through with it as well. How much did she get on eBay for the price of her forehead? Oh, definitely more. It has to be. Hopefully, is. He made $10,000 and now has goldenpalace.com tattooed oh, on her forehead. Oh, my God. What a terrible <laughs> thing. Hard. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Mallory, Mallory clearly won. Yeah. Let's just do, let's do, um, Mallory, right, tell you what. Uh, you, you definitely won here. I'm going to do a lightning round. How about that? And I'm just going to read them and okay. you say more or less. Okay, ready? Okay. A cornflake that was shaped like the state of Illinois. <laughs> more. Correct, $1,300. Pharrell's what? giant Grammys hat. Oh. More? More. $44,000 purchased wow. by uh, Arby's. And finally, <laughs> a light... <laughs> it was actually purchased by Arby's. And finally, a giant light bright mural of the Last Supper. And what I mean giant, I mean this thing stands over five feet tall. Hmm, Less. $15,000 on eBay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Man, this game is really hard. I got to say, Mallory, you've got a lot in your life and a lot to look forward to. And you're obviously really bright and you're going to make. I don't know that you're ever going to have more success than you have in this game. Yeah, I mean, it it was was I, yeah, I think you only got one wrong. <laughs> yeah. and it was a light, bright uh, last supper. It was pretty impressive. It was, cr- it was really impressive to watch you was- work. So Mallory, I, I gotta ask. We're coming up. It's yeah, we're recording yeah, yeah. this. It's it's early September. Uh, Halloween is is upon us. It's right around the corner. It's just enough time for you to start preparing this year's costume. I feel like everyone in your life knows that you set the bar extremely high with the hot dog Mallory costume. Do have you already made plans for what you're going to be this year? Because like I said, you, the world is waiting right now. Sadly, I have not. I don't even... I think I thought of one thing, but it completely slipped my mind because I didn't write it down and it wasn't as good as the hot dog. Mm. So I don't know if I'll be able to live that up ever. I'm going to give you a suggestion. This year's hot, relevant listener costume is Chandler. Chandler Strange. (laughs) So you got to dream about that and you got to do what you do, but I'm just going to say it's a pretty hot item this year. All right, how about this, Mallory? You have a couple weeks to think about it and really, I mean, we really want you to spend some time thinking about this and we're going to circle back with you before Halloween and find out uh, uh, what you're going to be this year. Is that a deal? That sounds great. I'll pray about it for sure. Please do. I, you know, I would. Yeah. I would suggest going to see your pastors. Yeah. Um, you know, I would. You know, if there's a ministry time at your church, you want to raise your hand. You want to go forward. You want to get. You want to get all kinds of input from mentors and people you trust because we're going to read this on the podcast. And it's a pretty big deal. Pretty. Okay. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the relevant podcast, but you're on it. Well, so. uh, well uh, Hot Dog Mallory, thank you so much for uh, taking some time to play the game with us. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Yeah, congrats yep, on the person, win. Mallory. We can't wait to hear about your Halloween costume. Bye, Mallory. Nice job being very smart. Well done. Thanks. All right. See you later. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Bye. That was Before You Buy a Brand New iPhone. Up next. That was Before You Buy an iPhone. <laughs> Up next. <laughs> your feedback.
weed stem the cool You had you some birthdays, could you prove it? Show me the wisdom in your movement. Show me some wisdom in your movement. listening to Frank Ocean. The song is Provider, which is what Eddie is trying to be for his neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> it started off as that. Yeah. Now it's much more of a... Now dicta- it's enforcer. It's a dictatorship, enforcer, right. boss kind of situation. Right. Mob, mob boss. Mob boss. Not the benevolent magazine boss. Right. Like the... It's just, I'm saying it's gotten awful. You have all the packing peanuts that everybody needs. Right. So you, you wield the power. Yeah, Frank he, who, he who holds the he who holds the packing peanuts. We all know the parable. I haven't seen <laughs> Game of Thrones, but from what Jim, I, can Jim, Jim, I learned it in a Jim Caviezel. Movie. If Frank Ocean and Jim Caviezel taught us anything, right? It's that he who holds the packing peanuts is the provider, right? It's it's a Game of Thrones situation, <laughs> right? Where I've got all the dragons, right? I've got all the magic powers. I've never seen it. Too much nudity. I, from what I can surmise from other people's tweets, gotcha. so the the blonde haired woman with There's dragons, something about winter. And it's it's on Coming, the way. Yeah, it's it's around the corner, yeah. which will be great for you because it'll be a little cooler than it is right now. Right. Well, it's time for <laughs> your feedback. Last week on the show, we got talking about uh, worst dating stories, worst date stories, um, and so that was question of the week. We told you, we asked you to give us your worst date story. You guys, um, hit, some of you hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, but not yeah. many because the stories were a lot longer than 140 characters. It was <laughs> overwhelming. You guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here are a few of our favorites. Man, lots of feedback this week. You guys have had some rough ones. <laughs> it's like it's like Ken Burns was writing all these. <laughs> uh, uh, I think my, there there's some really good ones on here. You guys should go check them out. But I think uh, my one of my early favorites is this one from Carly. Um, she says, "I met a guy online. We had gone out on a couple of times when he suggested a dinner and bowling date." What I didn't realize was that dinner would be at the bowling alley. He picked me up. We walked to the bowling alley, and he ordered a pizza for us to eat before we started bowling. He ordered a kind of pizza. Which, step one, that's it. It's just be done. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing wrong with Why? What's bowl- wrong with that? A bowling first date? Oh, that was a first date? No, no. Yes. We had gone oh, out. No, no, she no, said no. a couple bowling. of times. She said we'd gone out a no, couple she's of times. had a few times. Yeah. So this okay. is now we're oh, settling sure. into just normal dates. Yeah. She's fine. I'm yeah. sorry. My so apologies. Far, so, so far, not 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 terrible. Nothing terrible yet. Oh, okay. If you're not whining and dining, grabbing a, a, some za at, 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 the, the, at the lanes, yeah. it's, it's fine. Kinda, it's kind of quaint. It's nice. As we sat down to eat, he started asking me what my church taught about some controversial theological issues. Red flag. Oh, at the at the bowling red alley. flag. Yeah. Oh, L- a little small. Yeah, huge red never, flag. Never did he ask me what I thought, but what my church taught. Well, apparently he didn't like at least one of my answers because when we started bowling, he did not speak another word to me again that night. It was the wow. worst bowling what? game ever. I tried everything in my power to lighten the mood and at least make him smile. He just bowled on in silence, denied my high fives, and then drove what? me home <gasps> with music playing without a word, dropped me off, and I never heard from him again. I'm curious to know what could you possibly it? say yeah, right. that would offend his theology yeah. that much? But, that, but that, that, and again, it's not necessarily that she agreed with her church is that this is the church she attends and what they yeah. teach. Yeah. 
That's and why you just have the dignity to be like, you know, I mean, this it, isn't going to work out. Now I'm going to I'm going to bowl in silence like a psychopath <laughs> and then drive you home in silence and never cross. Like, well, that and, makes me think this there's something wrong with this person because the, at least if you're going to be offended, just be like, hey, listen, in, I cannot in, I cannot date someone who goes to a church who is knowingly goes to a church like that. It's over. You know, have fun. It was we tried, but no, to just sit there and bowl silent that is so weird. Yeah, and I kind of respect him and, for and, it. And though. denying and denying <laughs> the high fives. The denying yeah. the high. Denying the high five is a low is a real low move. Like give her a high five. Well, but in fairness to the guy, her church was the Scientology arm of Westboro Baptist. So (laughs) it feels like maybe all he could do is get out quietly. You still bull a plight game. Um, I would like to not read the feedback that Bryce wrote because Bryce is a nice person. But the first line is my worst date story is with my beautiful wife. And I'm going to tell you that date worked out. I don't even care about the rest of it. Bryce, congratulations. The end justifies the means. Congratulations. I'm sure it was terrible. But in the end, you won, my friend. Sorry, pal. Okay, this one is from Katie, and this is, uh, I don't I think she's describing her date's worst date ever. Like, this sounds totally which fine is, for her, but it sounds like her date <laughs> yeah. had a pretty terrible time. She said, my first date ended up being on his birthday. Again, that does, what's wrong with that for her? Uh, got faux, I made him pay. He it prayed. Is fa. It he, is fa. Yeah. Fa. Oh, fa, fa. They yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. that in, so in Loverland. Uh, they, don't, they don't have uh, Vietnamese cuisine up there. I, oh, no. I refuse to call it fa. It's either I, they barbecue or chicken or your house. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So the, the guy prayed over the fa. He wa- they watched TV with my parents. And since he says, I stuffed my hands in my pockets when we said goodbye because I didn't want to hug. You're Katie. You got the assignment wrong. It's not what's the worst date that you've given someone. It's your worst <laughs> date. This poor guy. It was his birthday. He prayed over the food. He bought the food. He's hung out with your parents. And then you wouldn't even give him a hug when the night end. Come on, K- Katie. That's just cold up. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, why would she write that as being I think the worst she's confessing. date ever? Katie, Katie is coming clean here. I think she's had this on her conscience for a while now. I, it must I, be. I'm, I'm only going to read one in its entirety, and it is from Rebecca Ridlington. And it oh, is. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you're taking this one, Eddie. It's great. Rebecca, we said we wouldn't talk about this. And Rebecca, like, props to you. This is a terrible date. Wanting to prove my point to a friend, I'm trying to read it just like Rebecca would. Wanting to prove my point to a friend, trying to convince me that online dating wasn't terrible, I went on a first date with a fellow who seemed pretty decent and normal, a law professor at a local university. I made sure to have a defined escape, meeting friends for another engagement later that afternoon. He started out by being late, which I wasn't super thrilled about, but let it slide. We planned to go for a walk along the canal that led towards the city center. Everything lovely so far, right? This is a day daytime walk. That's the date. It, it's not my favorite, but you okay. know, you, right. you try not to. You, she's trying to keep boundaries around. Weirdos it. hang out at the park during the day, but, but a nice, you know, but a nice. But well, it turns out a oh. weirdo did hang out at the park. <laughs> We planned to go for a walk. As we were walking along, he just randomly took his shirt off, which instantly made me super uncomfortable and felt really awkward, especially as it was a sunny but cool spring day, not the height of summer. I literally am chopping down an oak tree in my backyard last night. Yeah. I never took my shirt fully off. Fully close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Full, full many layers you've of clothing. Inst- you've That's- instituted very strict no toplessness rules for men in your neighborhood since you've taken over. That's <laughs> yeah. my understanding. <laughs> no one is going to see this Enforceable by chainsaw. Yeah, I am. It is a fully never nude culture. Um, I tried to play it cool and pretended like it was cool. Thankfully, he blended in somewhat during our stroll because people tend to bike and walk and run along the canal. So being shirtless wasn't but he really was trying to play it suave like oh. I'm 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 a beefcake and you're gonna be impressed yeah. 
So yeah. then they make it to the city center, and you assume at this point he's going to put back on his head, yeah. Ed Hardy T-shirt and continue on. <laughs> uh, so now they're sitting there at a market, and it seems weird, really weird, that he, he doesn't have a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I would, she said, "I, I was like this guy too, man." <laughs> no, way. no way! <laughs> I like his stuff. So our dear Rebecca, he said, wants her to know what she's getting into. <laughs> our, our dear long-suffering Rebecca said, "I was trying to be nice and suggest and and suggested I." tea since he was sweaty by this time even without the shirt i mean he admitted after we ordered that he e- hadn't even bothered to bring his wallet so i picked up the iced oh. tea but was becoming less impressed by the moment although my meeting with friends was still a while away i still received a well-timed text that allowed me an early exit he kept walking as we went to a similar bu- bus stop although blessedly along different routes people were staring at the sweaty shirtless guy but i was trying to pretend like it was fine and wasn't as embarrassed as I was. This is the last and final note of it, which I love. This was until a homeless man who obviously agreed with me that it was super awkward started catcalling my date from where he was sitting, yelling at at my date, going, Hey man, great body. Little cold out here, but looking hot. (laughs) That's what uh, Jesse would do. I I respect the homeless guy in this date story, too. There's a lot of respect going around here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, finish it up. I will say, uh, I'm guessing no goodbye hug as i bid you gotta hear it as i bid my admittedly cool farewell he enthusiastically suggested we do this again sometime and then came in for a sweaty clammy hug which was the most unpleasant thing it was pretty terrible overall but i have definitely gotten some mileage and many a laugh about the shirtless date so not a total waste we got married one year later no Okay, do you think the guy is like, he's like either, either one, he's like super in shape. You know, he shops at the 5'11". He's got a good bod, slightly above normal height. Uh, You know, just want to show it off. Or do you think he's got like a sweating problem and the, and, and the, the taking the shirt off, hoping he'd cool himself and to not have a really sweaty shirt. Which scenario is it? I think it's the ego thing. It's the, I want to impress her. She's going to be so impressed. And then I think the reality of the second, is his internal justification of why he kept it off. Oh, no, yeah. But, like, he definitely (laughs) jumped into that river thinking she was going to, you know, take the bait. But as someone who, like, tends to sweat when they get nervous, like, I can, you know, I could see sweating on a date, sweat when you public speak. You bring an identical shirt. You prepare for this. Because you know this about yourself. Another shirt, an identical shirt. You figure out a way to just slip real quick into the green room, switch it up, come back out on stage. You still look cool, even though you've got one shirt that's basically transparent hanging there in the back room. Interesting. You figure this out, but you don't not wear a shirt. And I don't care if you have a beautiful body like Chandler. Like, you don't take off your shirt (laughs) on a... a, No, on any any date. Unless you're on the beach. beach. Yes. Well, you wouldn't go to the beach on your first date, or else you're just, like, walking along at sunset. Yeah. So you still don't. Right, right. We're no talking first like date is a shirt coming a off. A clear, clear water sports event. Right. Like, okay, let's yeah. go rent okay. jet skis. Let's yeah, yeah, go yeah, to yeah. a beach where it's clear that we're hanging out okay. at the beach. Yeah. All right, I'm with you on that. But there's no... And, and it was a premeditated, we are going to do a water activity together. 
and we both come swimming, with that sort of attire. But swimsuits. even that, you yeah. still need to wear a shirt that has moisture wicking capabilities in case the shirt off, in case you're wrong about yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Right. Because if we're hanging out on the beach and we're not going to go in the water and it's just really more of a, yeah. you know, sit there and look at the water kind of moment, yeah. you don't want to be shirtless yeah. accidentally. Right. right. I'm just saying, Rebecca. Yeah. The other, the other curious you. thing is the time of year. It didn't sound, it sounded like it was, br- if the homeless guy was jeering at him, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of shirtlessness going on. <laughs> You know, right. like it sounds well, like it sounds like even chilling. even this guy right. realized the temperatures are too low. Like if it's below seventy five, yeah, shirts on. Just as a general, we'll keep the shirt on. Keep the shirt on. You know, water even at the beach. Even that's that's too cool. You know, do we? Do cool. You're a creep. You're a creep. All if if it comes off and it's below seventy five degrees. On behalf of our entire species, Rebecca. Our apologies. Yeah, no kidding. It's super messed up. Yeah. If you notice, there's a common theme. If you look at all the feedback, pretty much every awkward, terrible date was caused by the dude. Yeah. So yep. sorry yeah. about that, y'all. Because women have it figured out. Right. Just be a normal person. <laughs> Wear a normal person's clothing. Say Jim normal. Caviezel's taught us anything. Say normal things. Yeah. Be a normal person. Yep. And they are able don't to don't take don't do take that. clothes off at inappropriate times and high five somebody if they reach if out they their hand. High five. Right. Yeah. Dave, you follow those simple rules, you'll not end up in a question of the week like this one day. Well, there's a lot more where those came from. Go check them out on last week's episode page at uh, relevantmagazine.com. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Uh, earlier, we were talking about Old Spice uh, making a movie about itself, yep. and, and how when did this happen? When did Old Spice become cool? Man, this is a marketing yeah. reboot. If I yeah. ever saw one, good for them. Kmart catching up with the times, being <laughs> body positive and yeah. caring about the so whole people. So we want to know from you, yeah. what other brand or what should be the next brand that gets a marketing reboot and goes from lame to awesome? I really wish you would have thought of a, a rhyming word for lame. lame. Lame to I, in my head. I was trying to find one, but I couldn't. I could see you searching because I felt a little to, pause right before awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. There you go. I got, I got two examples. One, okay. British Knights. BK. Yes. Those shoes were rad back in the day. You guys remember BK? Uh, yeah, but I, I think it has to be a brand that still exists. It's British just gotten- Knights might. I think we need to do some Googling. The other one is Oshkosh Bagash. They're they're limiting themselves with toddlers. If they came out with a dope line, I would I would rock some Oshkosh. It's a cool, it's an established brand. I trusted it when I was a, with a kid. When I was a kid, I got no reason not to trust it. I now. think they have full grown train conductor adult uh, overalls. And they need a rebrand. <laughs> they need a rebrand, man. Hugo yeah. Boy. I just got to say, Hugo Boy. Yeah. Hugo well, Boy can totally come back. It, it is making a comeback. Yeah, though. and like vintage clothing. I could totally see Normcore. that. Z Cavaricci. Zeke Haverichis yeah. with uh, the, the pleats in the front. Yeah. Cold water, internet access, electricity. <laughs> they don't need a rebrand. You just need access to them. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty they need little, to work on their distribution. I'm pretty limited on what Dude, I can handle. Dude, hey, right I just now. checked it out. BK is still around, man. Air conditioning. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so tell us uh, the next brand that should get an Old Spice level uh, reboot and go from lame to cool. And how, um, and how, they and how they're going to do it. That's right. And how they're going to do it. Yeah. And let's keep it short. Yeah. Right. Just settle down. The best ideas are simply communicated. Yeah. Re- think, read Old Man in the Sea. It's conservation of words, but painting a whole story. Read that and then leave your feedback. I'm saying. There you go. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, okay. or you can post your ideas on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. 
Many thanks to this episode's sponsors for making the show possible. With Squarespace, you can go over to squarespace.com and start your free trial today and then enter offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Thanks also to Tracker. Go to thetracker.com, T-R-A-C-K-R.com. Enter promo code RELEVANT to get 20% off any order. Thanks also to our guests for joining us today. Uh, remember the Lone Bellows new album, Walk Into a Storm, is out now. You can also follow them on Twitter at the Lone Bellow. Despite the insensitivity, still a great album. And uh, thanks to, it is, honestly, and go see them live for real. And thanks to uh, Hot Dog Mallory for joining us uh, for the game. Uh, when you're online, go check out the new issue of Relevant. You can uh, view the issue at relevantmagazine.com now. You probably will dig the Father John Misty cover story, but there's a yeah. lot of great content in the issue as well. You can also get them right now. Uh, they're front row on uh, the magazine section at every Barnes & Noble around the country. Go check it out. Newsstand Sport helps us continue to grow. Yeah, And there's a special subscription offer while you're at the website. If you want to subscribe, you can get the magazine for a great rate today. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Jalen Strang. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com and while you're there browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store make sure to subscribe to relevant magazine info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe He who holds the packing peanuts. We all know the parable.